This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Um, we are a threesome tonight because we have the wonderful Rob Warner from the Spark Design Academy with us tonight. And uh, obviously, we're going to be discussing that. Me can mean only one thing. I, call, I called you the Santa Claus of kit launches because you, go, kid, you yeah. come but once a year to the podcast. Yeah. We must get you on more than once a year. No, because I prefer <laughs> Father so much... Kitmas, to be honest with you. Father, Father Kitmas, that is brilliant. Can we go back? Can we start again? Can we start again <laughs> so we can do that? That's way better. Um, but yeah, uh, Rob obviously um, has been with us a couple of times previous. I think last this is uh, the hat trick appearance yeah. um, for three years in a row to discuss the the, the kit. And uh, I think it's a pretty um, how would I put it? There's a lot to talk about. I think with this kit, yeah. I think there's a lot to talk about with it. Yeah, before is. we get into it, because we will be talking about that for a while. I think afterwards. Um, obviously, when you came on last time, the Spark Academy was getting up. It was going. I think it was. It was on the go for a while actually at that stage. Yeah. But do you want to remind us what the Spark Academy is, uh, Robin? And I suppose why we ask you to come on as opposed to just getting on here or random Villa yeah, fans totally. on the podcast. So my my background originally, I I studied fashion up in Manchester. Um, but always had a keen eye on on sportswear. And so when I graduated in 2001, which is obviously forever ago now, I went to live in Germany, worked for Puma for six years, where for a good chunk of that time, I was designing football products, including uh, the Italy kit that won the World Cup in 2006. And uh, I've designed for the Ferrari Formula One team. I've designed for Usain Bolt in Beijing in 2008. A few years later, when Nike bought Umbro, I was brought in there to oversee performance product design. 
Um, and so during the time there, worked on kits for England, Manchester City, uh, Republic of Ireland, uh, famously. So, yeah, quite a, quite a big experience myself in football kits. And then back in 2016, myself and my business partner, Craig Buglis, um, set up a design consultancy that's continued to work with with big brands around the world. And as part of that, we set up Spark Design Academy. So Craig also has a World Cup winning uh, football jersey under his belt. He did Brazil in 2002. And so we wanted to to give people the, the opportunity to learn about and study design that may not have had that chance. So we started off with football kit design as our first course. If you go to sparkdesignacademy.com, uh, you can see that there. Neil's had enough already and bailed out on us by the looks of it. <laughs> Bored him to tears already. Um, but uh, yeah, and so the, the thinking is that we can find what we call the next Ian Wright of uh, kit design. So, you know, who is there that's gone under the radar of of being a good designer that, you know, could could potentially go and do a job for a big brand? So we've we've had a little bit of luck with that already. We've done a couple of competitions. The people that won it have gone on to work for brands as well. So yeah, it's been a it's been a really been, good experience. Yeah. As you said, we, we come on once a year to talk to you about this. We should get you on more yeah. often to talk about it. kits as as you can see. Are, are a thing that are huge in all our lives and uh it's uh like uh, we'll, we'll get on to the new kit but we, we had a conversation today myself and neil about about kits and what what i like i i want to see something different and i think today we got something a little bit different and it's it's time for us to start making new memories as opposed to going back to the old traditional ones and and rejigging them and rechanging designs and now having said that all the signs are 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 leaning towards our uh, second strip being a, a 1982 remake but we'll uh, we'll get to that when it eventually comes mm. out but uh what what's your opening thoughts on the new kit well i'd say i mean first of all i've not had my hands on it uh, so despite not having lost the accent i don't live very close to villa park anymore unfortunately um so so i've not had hands on it i think from a a first view i think it's broadly fine um, and, I, and I think I'd say the same about the badge as well, but we can come on to that in a little while. Um, yeah, it's, it's broadly fine. And I, and I think that's kind of speaks into the club that Aston Villa have been over the last few years. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's all right. It's not going to, not going to ruffle any feathers. Most people will quite like it. Um, it feels like the epitome of the the conversation when you first tell somebody you're a Villa supporter and nobody ever nobody ever hates you like you're abroad and you talk to them, oh I support Villa it's, oh yeah I quite like them I don't <laughs> want that I want people to hate us because we're winning stuff and it's the same with a kit well, yeah, it's fine but hard to criticise it'll do you know and it's that's yeah I feel like that those times have changed since you know Professor Emery turned up. Sorry, I, I got kicked off my potato-powered internet here. Um, so uh, apologies. Apologies for that. I, I, missed, I missed lots. I missed enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, like the way you said it there, you know, that I'm, I'm not overly fussed about, about the shirt this season. I've bought it. It's on its way to me. Um, I just, like, like for me, I just... Oh, we're wading into a water of the two crests that's just really, it's like sandpaper in the back of my neck. For, for no other reason, I'm not going to hate the club over it. I'm not going to be too vociferous over it. I just think it's, 
I just wonder why it's been done, really, I suppose. But with regards to the new shirt, I'm happy to see the new badge uh, on the shirt. I like it. I, li- I like its simplicity. I would have liked to have been told at the time that the vote was going on that it was only going to potentially be a temporary measure as an homage to to the the 82 team or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just a bit curious, I suppose. And we uh, there's no two ways of discussing the new shirt without discussing the new badge, I think, first. Yeah, yeah. What's your view on the badge? Well, I think, again, I mean, it's, it's all right. It totally looks like it's been designed by vote, which it has. You know, it's got lots of components, which individually, you know, it's round, which is nice. It's got the lion, which is nice. Oh, the lion's facing the other way, which is a bit interesting. It's got Aston Villa FC on it in a nice typeface, but you put it all together and it's just not, again, it's not outstanding. I mean, when it comes to the the badge conversation, I was invited to, to go to Villa Park as one of the, the, the fan consultation groups. So mm-hmm. not, in my, not in my professional capacity. That was uh, representing uh, the Villa Talk website. And so I, I went down there and kind of gave a little bit of a, a rousing, passionate speech of, as Aston Villa, originally, the, when we were first born, we were the, the pioneers of football. It was our our chairman, our founder, that invented the very concept of league football. Mm. And therefore, we should see this opportunity. The very thing that identifies us should also be pioneering and unique and you know that that was my big thing was it's okay to to say well let's go back to the round badge but why we had it yes it was you know clearly we won the league we won the european cup people wanted the star on it to signify that but again there for me it was like well if if real madrid had a star for you know every every on the badge for every time they won a european cup they'd turn out dressed like elton john every week so <laughs> You know, it's, it kind of feels like, oh, well, he, he is our one. You know, the other, the only other team that, that has the stars on, to my knowledge, is like Nottingham Forest, and they're not going to win it again, mm. not unless something dramatic happens. So I, I got that feeling Steve from Cooper it. Steve just... at home gritting his teeth. No, Rob. I've got to do it no, just, it's just to spite that guy from Birmingham. It, it, yeah. feels, it feels unambitious. And I think having where you've said there about we weren't made aware that it was going to be for a year, having worked in the industry, there's no way that was ever intended to to be for a year. You don't go through that process, pay an agency of the magnitude of the agency that was used on this project, do the fan votes, everything else with a view to having it for a year. I think it's interesting that we've unveiled a new crest that we're only putting on the shirt and the training line. We've unveiled a new sponsor. And yet the man who was responsible for bringing both of those things in is now no longer with the club. So, mm. you know, that might be a wild conspiracy theory, but it's interesting okay. that... Well, I just just in that, Paddy, just, I, I suppose I'm at the mercy of misrepresenting what the club actually said is that they're going to bring it in this year and then they're going to monitor what the, the yeah. I suppose the feedback is from the global, from a global point of view. And I think that, look, I suppose I'm not in global marketing. Couldn't tell you how to do it. I can't even feck a market myself. Um, but it's a case whereby maybe having the vote and look it should be vote. I'm saying that this is the way if there was a vote happening the way it happened should have been the way that it happened. Okay, get rid of socios or whatever they're called. Not not a fan of those. 
But if you're talking about the global side of things, you know, if somebody came in and went, right, this is looks like a very regional, maybe doesn't have a grab of a badge that maybe might be able to market it around the world. Then again, I'm not too sure if I'm okay with that. But once again, it's just a hypothetical and it's just uh, just something that was running around my mind because Twitter is abandoned with Chris Heck didn't like it. Chris Heck didn't like it. Chris Heck is in three weeks. Like, is it, is it three weeks that he's in the club? So like, I, yeah, I'm just not sure how quickly equally. something like that would move. Yeah, well, I, th I think, yeah, he's three weeks in the club, but he's clearly got a very important role. I mean, yeah. like it or not, season ticket prices, sponsors, whatever else, if we're going to win trophies, we've got to spend money on players. And to do that, every aspect of how we show up as a brand, not just as a football club, as a brand, has got to be on point. And if he's turned up and said, look, we don't stand out here, we look like Chelsea backwards, then... You know, he's got to do something about it. There's, he lives or dies by whether he can push the image of our club around the world. And I, as much as they're saying, we'll give it 12 months and see what the global response is like, no chance. If you if you do a rebrand of a big organisation, you don't you don't push it out a little bit. I mean, the, the actual player's shirt has got the old lion on the back of it from the shield crest. Facing the right way. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're wearing the shirt, they're both facing the same direction. Yeah, so there <laughs> yeah. is that to it. Um, but no, it's you just wouldn't. And I, I think, I mean, the other thing that I talked about in that initial meeting was how we use that brand identity. So yes. if if you look at Liverpool, they have the Liverbird on the shirt, but their actual club crest has the Shankly Gates and the Flames and exactly, you know, whatever else. Mm. So can we be more clever about how we use it? And also where it shows up, like for me, the Aston Villa crest as a Villa fan, as somebody who aspired to play for the club as a kid, that should be the most precious thing that we have because that's that's our identity. And so, you know, we, people get it tattooed on their arms and legs. You know, it shows up on product, whatever else. But then it's on burger wrappers. You know, you walk in, you walk towards Villa Park and it's it's hanging down from lamp posts and it's a mosaic in the, the front of the halt end. And then you come to mm. leave the stadium and you're stamping all over it because it's all over the floor on everything that's covered in ketchup, mustard, you know, beer, residue, whatever. So I, I feel like the whole the whole thing is an opportunity to to really create something precious and unique. And I'd like to think that with Chris Heck's experience, he's come in, thought the same thing and just pressed the red button. And it's a big call for him to make. Well, it's a huge call, isn't it? I, 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 you've you've actually calmed me down a little bit, Rob, because I was about to go full Roy Kent on this now, but uh, <laughs> I've 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 got a huge bee in my bonnet over what's happened today, and the main reason I have this bee in my bonnet today is we we spent a million rebranding twelve years ago, was it when we we just took prepared off the off the the, the badge? It cost a million, yeah. they told us at the time. This, I would imagine, probably cost multiples of that um, with everything that went on. Stands a chance. Um, the, the fans voted for it. That is the most important argument in this. So if, they, if they're trying to gauge what this is doing around the world, to me, the only word I can come up with with that is bollocks. Because the only way people are going to notice Aston Villa is by fucking winning something and mm, playing well yeah. on the pitch. That is the most important thing here. So the fans have voted for this badge, and I think it was very highly heavy, heavily in the, I think it was 80-odd percent we voted for that for this badge in the end. 
So the fans have spoken. The fans wanted it. We've paid all this money. I just don't understand. I, 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 we didn't get proper clarification today, and that's annoyed me a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, I thought they missed an opportunity by just telling us that the club shop wasn't going to open till 2 o'clock today and it was going to stay open till 8. I thought that was bad marketing in itself. Instead of saying, be there at 2 o'clock tomorrow and we'll sell hundreds yeah. of thousands of shorts. I, I just, you I want just don't want 20,000 of you outside there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as a result, they did a, a tiny little queue at two o'clock. Word got around that the short was out, and then they probably sold a lot less than what they normally would. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's a deal with with Kit Bag and Fanatics, and it probably doesn't affect the club that much with with how many they sell. But the more the more shorts that are sold, the more shorts that go around the world, the more visibility the club has, regardless of what badges on that short. Our short is unique. Now I know other clubs followed with the colours, but. Like we're synonymous with, with claret and blue. We, we've always been claret and blue. It, it it stands out no matter where you go. We have a thing here in Ireland where where it's Jersey Day, and if you if you go into work with, with this Jersey Day on, you are the only one in work with an Aston Villa short on. Yeah, you stand out anywhere in the world. You stand out with an Aston Villa short on. So so that I I just don't get what's happening with the crest. The fans voted for it. The fans wanted it. The fans should have it. That's that's the democracy we live in. So one Same person comes and makes a decision doesn't watch with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a first. Didn't think that. Didn't, didn't think I'd ever be accused of that. So you sound like Nigel Farage. Democracy. <laughs> no, I mean I, I think so. I think again, and part part of me here has put in my my professional head on. Although professionally and personally, I don't like it because I just think it's too. It's too bland. It just feels like yet another modern interpretation of a round badge like Manchester City have got, like Chelsea have got. Um, you know, I, I hear you when you talk about the shirt, but if if we talk about global, the global appeal of the brand and needing to sell shirts in China and India and the US and wherever else, the badge is probably going to be seen more often on social media, on FIFA, mm. in places like that than he actually is on a Villa shirt, on a field of play. Right. And that's whether it's people in the stadium, people watching highlights, whatever. You know, the, the interaction between the general public and the Aston Villa badge, you know, the, the, actually on pitch is a, a tiny, tiny fraction of that. And again, I'm speaking here as... If I was in the position of needing to grow Aston Villa as a brand, these would be the things I'd, I'd be looking at. You know, I think it's it's an interesting quirk of the Premier League when you look how often club badges get changed compared to other leagues around Europe. You know, when was the last time Bayern Munich changed their badge or Real Madrid or Bayern Munich have a boring or... wrong badge, Rob? They have a boring wrong badge. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, I... <laughs> but it's never changed though. That's the thing. Yeah, what, yeah, we, yeah. what have we had that that but you know we had a round badge for what six years or eight years or something out of our entire history. That's true. If it, if it had just been a standalone lion facing the wrong way, I'd have or perhaps would have been more on board with it. As like, okay, you know, I can see where that's come from and why, but it. You know, we, there's a, a bit of a saying in design that a, a camel is a racehorse designed by committee. And, you know, we've we've ended up with a camel. Yes, it went to the vote, but I don't think either of them were strong enough. If I was if I was in charge of brand at Aston Villa, neither of those options would have got in front of the fans. Giving them a vote's fine, but make sure it's a tough choice and not, you know, it was, it was rubbish. Just like two 
two bald men fighting over a comb, really. What you're choosing this week is rubbish. I, I just I just want to pin my colours to the mast. I liked their own badge. I was all about their own badge, as I say. Um, but, you know, what's, what's kind of... And I was excited. I was excited for this round badge. Call me traditionalist. Call me a sappy old romantic for, for that round badge. When you said it was only used for six years, that's a very valid point. And I suppose I, I didn't think of that. But what's really, as I said, the, it's the dual branding for me, you know, causes brand confusion. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and look, I got, <laughs> I, I, I had I, I had, I had somebody uh, on Twitter misconfused that earlier on. I just, I want brand consistency for the club because like yeah. that, we've paid a lot of money to get a man in here who's good at that. I think he's realized it. And look, we may end up using this as the as the as the as the logo going forward. And I think I'm absolutely fine with that. I just it seems very much like we kick the decision down the road. And it's not something that we're I'm kind of mourning about. I'm just kind of asking a question about it more so to say that it's a bit odd that this is happening. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think again, if if we look at it logistically, he's probably sat there and he's he's been presented with his budget for the year, and he's got to sign off on every napkin in Villa Park, every banner hanging outside Villa Park, the artwork for the club programmes, the artwork in the dressing rooms, everywhere that badge shows up has yeah, got to be replaced. And you're talking about millions and millions of pounds. And unless you're absolutely convinced that, that it is the right identity, and if he's walked in the business and it's not, then he can't, he can't sign that off because then it's even worse in 12 months' time. You know, the... It might not have, if it wasn't for the fact that it was already applied to the kits, it may not have showed up on the kits at all. You know, it was True. it was it was too late by the time he arrived. The yeah. kits had been made, but it's it's a big you, deal. You know what, Rob? I, th I think if they'd have come out today and said, "Okay, we're we're going to sign," just for instance, Conclaves, and we need to pay his wages, and we're going to pay three million for a new badge, or we pay his wages. So that's what's happening here. But it just it just left us in limbo. I just thought it was a bit weird the way they they said it. Yeah, so I mean it, that, it, that's what's annoying me, Eddie. You're never yeah, going to get that. No I one's mean, never going to show their aces to you. But it would be nah, nice to have a, a signing there. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. Yeah. lessons. But I, I think if I, yeah, I mean in in response to that, I think that although I talk about the Aston Villa brand, the difference between a football club and a brand is most brands don't have supporters, and yeah, so. You know, Pepsi changed their logo and then change it again. Nobody gives a toss. But, you know, here we are sat up 25 past nine on a Thursday night talking about it. You know, and, people, and people are interested in what we've got to say. So there's, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a lot at stake. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot at stake in, in terms of making that, making that choice and trying to explain away the, the reasons for it. Um, mm. It could well end up that it that it is the the crest, but I mean, having been involved with um, Spurs when they changed to the what they've had most recently, which they've had since two thousand and six. Now, yeah, yeah, a cock and ball. Um, so, but I mean, they they changed the typeface of the club, the identity of it. It went up all around the stadium, mm. and we were given the full brand guidelines, and it was everything, so that even. Like just the on the business cards, it was in navy on white. If you were the chairman, it was gold on white. If you were the CEO, it was gold on white. If you were the board, it was silver on white. You know, they they'd fully scoped out the whole thing. That is their typeface on the back of their shirt every time they play in Europe. You know, it was it was a full brand identity, and I didn't I didn't see that from Aston Villa, and I 
I brought again. I brought it up in that original uh, badge meeting because it, to me, it felt important. Again, you walk around Villa Park and you've got some of it's trying to feel modern, some of it's trying to feel more retrospective. You know, the nineteen eighty two stuff, the eighteen seventy four stuff. It's all, it's just a mess. So we we do just need a really clear identity. And I, I don't having two badges is. That's just something else on the pile of messy brand that we've that we've mm. got. I'd expect there's a lot of work going to be happening in the next twelve months. Mm. Let's move. Can let's I, move after. Can, oh, can I ask you a question, Rob? Because um, I, you're you're the expert here, and I, I'd just like to talk to you about the design that's running through the the short. What's your take on it? Yeah. So I mean, my from what I've read from the um, the press release is that it's you know supposedly the sound wave of. Yes, singing "Alay Alay Alay," which is a really nice idea. I mean, my my team at Umbro back in the day um, did Blue Moon as like a little embroidery on a Manchester City shirt. It was just, I think it was on the hem of the away shirt, and we did it as like the the fans can take or the the players can take the home fans singing away with them when they go. Um, and it's nice. I like that sort of connection. I think it's a good idea. I think it's. It's showing up a bit more subtly on the shirt than it is on the website um, in, in terms of the online store. From looking closely at the images on the online store, they look like 3D renders rather than actual photos of the shirt. So I don't people have said the colour and is it shiny and whatever else. I wouldn't read too much into those images. I'd look at pictures of people wearing it. But, you know, I mean, as a backstory, it's, it's nice because it's something ownable, same as when... Kappa did the the camouflage third kit that was the the different districts of Birmingham. I thought was a you know you, mm-hmm. you see it's a nice pattern or nice or not it's a pattern, and then you know you, you get the meaning behind it. I think that at least shows a a level of thought on behalf of the brand to create something unique for us. Whereas obviously for Wolves they've just lobbed something out in Portugal colours again. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that 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 was a bit um a bit suspect. All right, um, I've actually I, I'm not going to share them here because I have them on WhatsApp. But looking at like I actually, you you mentioned something there about the you know the renders. It looked like maybe it was a three D render. I, I'm okay yeah. with that if they needed to get it get it out. But once again, if maybe if, if both of these announcements today were, I'm not going to say a slight rush job, but if they were to be under the cloak of secrecy. Um, that I can completely understand it. But looking at actually like close-up photographs of the shirt, it looks like it's pretty like it looks pretty pretty good. It looks pretty good quality. Yes. The sound pattern looks pretty good. Like I like this shirt. I'm gonna come out and say it. I like the badge. I like the shirt. It's the announcements that just have me kind of scratching my head. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. I'm not gonna be banging the table going, fuck this club or anything like that. Yeah. Absolutely not. There's there's more important things gonna to happen to this club than um like today I uh, like there's gonna be more important things that are gonna to happen to this club. But looking at the shirt, I actually like it. I think it looks a decent quality. But the one thing that jumps off the page to me is no rubber badge. And it seems like it's embroidered, Rob. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never a big fan of it. Anybody that's seen, you know, as, as well as the other stuff we do, we, we review football shirts and go in a little bit more detail, detail on our YouTube channel, The Kit Breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for last season, we we looked at how the crests were applied to the badges through the Premier League and... I mean, Craig that does it with me is a Newcastle supporter, so through gritted teeth, even he admitted that the the Villa crest was really <laughs> nicely put together, the best one in the league. And mm. I thought that was really interesting because that had gone across different suppliers from 
when I think it first showed up on the Luke shirts in in that style, and then it was on Under Armour, Under Armour, I think Luke Kappa, whatever the order was. But we'd had it across suppliers, which is quite unique. Um, fans tend to see more value in an embroidery, and for for whatever reason, I think most fans see an embroidery as being worth more. With this, it's been embroidered and. So it's what we would call an applique. So it's not embroidered directly onto the fabric. It's effectively an embroidered badge that's stuck onto the shirt. It's like, a, like a biker's patch and a and yeah, a, exactly. And a and jacket or something. I would think that. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A big factor in that, and possibly a big factor in why it's not a rubberized badge again, is the club of have said that the badge is going to change. The brand have needed to go into production with the shirt and the badges have probably been applied after the shirts are finished would be my guess as to to what's happened because it's late in the day to have made a, a badge change. I mean, to, to, to put it into perspective, I mean, when was it announced? Was it like February or something we announced Yeah, it? that was going to be my next question. So yeah. normally, when would these have gone into production, these shirts? Yeah, well, so normally February of this year, a brand would have been showing the kit designs for next season. So for 24, 25, that's how far out the work starts. So for Villa to be saying, well, here's your new badge and your new sponsor, by the way, at that time. You know, I mean, if you think about it, as much as we're in the grand scheme of things of football shirts, we're a relatively small club, you know, compared to the likes of United, Real Madrid, whoever, it takes a long time to sew up 300,000 Villa shirts. And that's not all the factory are doing. You know, they might be doing 3 million Man United shirts as well. So the the production timeline is long. And I, I think, obviously, there was a lot of talk up until yesterday about, well, where's the shirt? When are we going to see it all over social media? And I think it's happened with multiple manufacturers, but we've not made it easy for the manufacturers because... Sponsors change really late in the day. Obviously, this time around, we've we've changed the crest. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of tightening up to be done. I mean, like you said, in terms of the the reveal today, the announcement. Um, I don't know if anybody's. I expect some people will have, but there's a beautiful video, kind of unveiling mm. the the kit, Very but it's only on the website. I've not seen it on social media. David Bradley had it up and I think Project B6 as well had it right. on Twitter. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, so it's that kind of feels like we should have led out with that. You're right about what they said with the shop. Why didn't they say um, that it was going to be revealed? But also, 
again, the reality is they probably wanted to get it on sale as early as possible because that gives you as much time as possible to sell it. It could have been sat in yeah. customs for the last three days, and they couldn't guarantee it was going to be in the store today. That could be why <laughs> the fact that there yeah, aren't photographs of it on the website suggests the club haven't had it in their hands for very long. They've okay. literally got it and put it straight in the club shop. Would be my I'm, 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 that's a really good point. There's two two great points you made there. About I suppose number one is this is probably being well. This this has probably been signed off last year, which is fine. I've no problem with that. You know, because we're getting a, yeah. getting a change of shirt anyway. It, it, that's grand. I personally like the embroidered crest. I, I like the rubberized crest as well. We we'll get on to the sponsor in a moment. Just the actual sponsor logo design. I think is looks like something out of Donkey Kong, um, uh, Donkey Kong video game or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, the other point that you made there is little things like this that I suppose that we don't see is yeah. maybe it was. Maybe these were in a massive warehouse in BHX in customs waiting to be picked up. And I know because I've got a mate who's in freight forwarding. Sometimes he goes through the mire. I remember, I'll never forget being on a stag with him. And on a Saturday morning, he lost about four or five hours off the stag while we were all drinking. And he was solid on the phone outside trying to get something cleared from customs. For, for something like this, it was a big, uh, it was a big GAA team who needed to have their shirts yeah. on the Sunday. And he had like something like 14 grand worth of stock or, or sorry, 40 grand worth of stock waiting in customs to clear. So his kids weren't getting new shoes if they didn't. If this yeah, didn't totally. customs. So it's all that stuff, you know, I, I, you forget yeah. all about that. Like, Yeah. I mean, uh, during the Umbro days, we were launching an England shirt and it finally got released from customs. And it was, there was an articulated lorry full of England shirts on the way to the warehouse and it got hijacked. And literally all the all the England shirts had gone. There was just a lorry driver sat on the side of the road phoning the police, you know. And that that was in this country. That wasn't on what, the way from the year factory. Was it? Oh man, that would have been no, about two thousand eleven, uh, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say the curious Scots might have come down around Euro ninety six. Yeah. So no, it's there is there's there's loads can happen, but. These things are normally better planned, but we were we were fairly close to the, as in, you know, us as a business, were fairly close to the Liverpool kit launch last season. Um, and as that turned out, there was a launch date that had been in the calendar for months and it was planned. And by the time the day came around, there was one shirt in the country and it was at Anfield and they were only able to take pre-orders. Jesus. And that was That's... it. So, you know, it can happen to anybody. But like you said, Paddy, as well, I think everybody would have liked to have had a kind of, a, you know, six a o'clock. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, release it. Yeah. Say, we're going to release, we're going to have a big video. Like, it was like the video was, or there was pictures of it being shown in the bullring at, 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 at 1.30 or 1 o'clock yeah. today. The club hadn't even announced it on the club website yet. Um, yeah. there was there's just little things. So, look, we're not bitching and moaning. We're not giving out about it. It's just, we're just asking kind of like, look, Two things for me is, why couldn't the initial announcement of the sponsor just happen with the shirt as well? Maybe the sponsor wanted it that way. I'm okay. I'd just like to know why that happened. And second of all, as I say, um, uh, just the kit. It would have been great if you said, fine, sunny day, 6 o'clock, we're going to open the club shop. It's going to be open from 6 until 10 as opposed to 2 until 8. It's going to be 6 until 11. Get down to the club shop. Have a DJ there. Have the fan, the fan, um, what you call it, that, the, 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 that fan zone. zone. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fan zone there, move it down a small bit towards the club shop, make a big event of it, get 
two three thousand people there and flog a ton of shirts. I think yeah. it, it just would have it, it just would have been nice. But look, once again, it's very very easy for us to start saying that. But you've brought up a lot of points as to why that probably couldn't have been the case. Yeah, or why yeah. that may not have been the case. Um, it's always so, good to have a voice of reason, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the flip side would be if they were going to do that, it would have been planned ages ago. So they've either haven't ever planned it at all or they've had to scrap plans knowing that it's going to be fairly last minute. Another question for you and that then would be, and you might be able to answer this as well, maybe you are, obviously with Villa getting into Europe and this this trip to the States now has become bigger from a branding possibility. It's like a European qualified team are now coming to Philadelphia, Orlando uh, and and, uh, D.C., would it have been maybe in their mind to give a month of a run-up of setting these before you go to the States so that more people are wearing these and creates more of a, a current brand feel over in the United States to attract new fans? And what I'm trying to get out there is, it could have been the case of maybe they were going to release this in two weeks' time and they said, let's bring it forward by two weeks and do everything we possibly can so more people are going to be wearing it. Yeah, the I, I would say that normally, you unless there's a particular reason, so... If this was a World Cup year, then obviously mm. you're competing against national team jerseys and there's a lot of noise around football, so that can affect a launch date. But otherwise, you just want it as early as possible because there's a there's a best-before date on a football shirt. As soon as it starts getting towards Christmas, the clock is ticking because once once the last little Johnny has, has had one for his Christmas present that didn't get one in the summer, that's it. Everyone knows that it's... You know, you're on the way down towards the next one then, and it's discounts galore. So yeah. the sooner you launch it, the longer period of time you've got to sell it at full price. So, yeah, I, I would say, yeah. of course, they would have wanted That's to get something. it out as early as possible. It's something we've never done before, Rob. We've ne- we've never we've never been one for for launching them early. So, like we we were we did a podcast last night, and I went, "There's no way this is happening. This is not what we do." So it's yeah. great. It's great that people are going on holidays now and being able to to wear their new kit and get and, and as you say, it's it's going around the world now and going around Europe and people are going to be talking about Aston Villa and I, it always played in the back of my mind that when we get to do this, then we're a big club because you always see the likes of Chelsea and Liverpool play on the last game last game of the season in their new kit, and I just I just think that's a really good touch and it just gets people excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I think again they're part of the. The challenge that we've had, and it's it's probably again speaks to where we've been at as a club over the last probably fifteen years. We've not had consistency of manufacturer. We've not had consistency of sponsor. So Chelsea can go into the last game of the season in the new season's kit because it's still going to be Nike and it's still going to be whoever on the front, Yoko mm-hmm. Tires or three or whoever they've they've got at the moment. I didn't pay much attention to them this season. Whereas for us, we'd got a new sponsor coming. So we can't, as much as Castor was carrying on, we can't just put BK8 or whatever it is on the on the front of the new the new shirt on the last game of the season because Kazoo yeah. will up until X date of June. You know, so it's yeah, it's that doesn't help, you know, the, the last minute sponsorship deals because Brands are waiting to see if we qualify for Europe or if we get relegated before they're willing to sign a check. Mm. All that stuff plays a role. Whereas if you're a big club, people know the advertising people know what they're signing up for and what the value of that is. 
Before, uh, like when we're talking about the shirt there as well, we've been remiss in mentioning this, and I forgot to share up the home shirt there, but um, I'm going to share up the goalkeeper shirt. Yeah. Um, I think you guys, can you see it there? Oh, no, you can't see it yet. I'm going to edit to the stream. Goalkeeper shirt. It's gotten a lot of love online. Um, it's a very simple design, I think. It's black, but the, 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 this is just me. What annoys me? How come the BK8 is all the one color and this, yet it's not on the home shirt? Mm. Can you answer that, Rob? Is that would that be a specification or a negotiation? The BK8 would have said they would have said we're not we're willing to to um, move move our, our demands for the logo on the goalkeeper shirt, but but not in the home shirt. It's too valuable to us to have it. It needs to be exactly as our brand would be because Burnley had it all in the one color last season. Yeah, it's the, typically that would. That would be the case. I mean, as as a designer, you would you'll always propose that the the sponsor logo is in the colours that suit the design exactly as it is here. Um, then it just comes down to whether the the sponsor will allow you. Some will, some won't. Some have cultural things. So back in the day of designing Everton kits with Chang on the front, there are certain colours in Thailand that represent death or bad luck or whatever. So we couldn't we could never do the sponsor logo in those. Um, back in the day of designing for Lazio when they were sponsored by Siemens Mobile. Um, Siemens was there up their head office is really close to Puma's head office, and they would come down when we got the final uh prototype in before it went to production. They'd send somebody down with a tape measure to measure the Siemens logo and make sure it was the maximum legal size of 200 square centimeters. And the one year it was 199.5 square centimeters, and it took us about two hours to get him out of the building. You know, I was like, mate, <laughs> we could get the next one out. It could be 201 square centimeters. It's you know, it's such a small difference. But yeah, I, I would think the likelihood for the home shirt is that BKA are saying, well, that's the one that's going to be on the telly the most. It's on ten of ten outfield players instead of one goalkeeper. It's the one that's going to sell the most at retail. Therefore, we want the clearest definition of, of of what our brand looks like. Rob, we're 39 minutes into the podcast. I haven't even asked you what you make of the, of the Villa jersey as a whole. What do you think? Do you think it looks nice? Yeah, I think it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. I mean, I, I it's think... Fine. <laughs> which, I mean, I, and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because, you know, it's... The Villa shirt is one that I've never had the privilege of designing, but I can also mm. imagine as a designer, it might be something of a poison chalice. Because if you make it too different, you're not respecting tradition. And if you don't make it different enough, then, you know, what's the point? It's lazy design work, which, by the way, when you're designing England shirts is even harder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's... I like the fact that they've they've done something unique with the print and done something that's kind of exclusive to the to us and and meaningful to us as a club without getting hands on the shirt it's hard to say some of it feels you know like there there could be more there's a, a little bit of piping detail across the sleeve which is it's a bit of an old-fashioned kind of design detail and it just feels a little bit unambitious other than the thought they've put into the graphic and even how that's been applied you know if, if you look at it from a distance without knowing what that graphic represents it's pretty close to the graphic that liverpool had on a third shirt in 2018 they had a purple third shirt from new balance and from 20 feet away it's it's a very similar graphic so i just wonder if 
could they have taken that idea and done something different with it? It feels a bit route one to be like, well, we'll take that sound wave and we'll turn it into a pattern all over the front of the shirt. Um, I think it's important to look at all of them together when they're released because, yeah, that's true. you know, typically, yeah, typically brands will think about different types of fan buying each shirt. So, you know, they'll know that the home shirt needs to be somewhat traditional but different enough for people to to buy it because that's what's going to get Paddy to put his hand in his pocket and fork out 70 quid for it. The third shirt is probably going to be more for, you know, a, a young kid that's actually playing playing football three times a week in it as well as wearing it to the match where he might have the whole set. The away shirt might be one that looks a bit better with jeans. And so each one has a purpose so that you're kind of encouraging people where possible to want to buy all of them um, and not just be restricted to one. So it's rare you would see one team has all their shirts are really out there or none of them are really out there. It's usually a bit of a mix. Um, I think in the background of the, the launch video today, there was what looked like a flag or a piece of fabric that had got there. An Easter egg. Yeah, was it about probably 1984 or 85? It makes me think of like DDA Seeks and Paul Rideout and, you know. Other, the Lecoq Sportif shirt. Didn't quite live up to expectations. Yeah, the Lecoq Sportif one. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that is exactly that, the Easter egg, that one of the shirts is going to turn out like that, which I think could, if they've done a nice job of it, could look absolutely stunning. So, yeah, I mean, it's as a home shirt, it's fine. It looks like a Villa shirt and not like a West Ham shirt, which is a, mm. a difficult line to tread. A lot of Villa fans want us to have Adidas because of Nasef Sawiris' links to them. I think be careful what you wish for because three stripes in Claret over, over the sleeve, we could very much look like we've got 11 Trevor Brookings running around Villa Park. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I think the... You know, yeah, there's it's it's a difficult it's a difficult path to tread getting a Villa home shirt right, and so for me, it's coming down to my preference and my taste level. I think if if most of the fans are happy with it, unlike the the stance I'd take on the crest with the shirt, if most of the, the fans are happy with it, it's probably you know they've probably got it right. One last well, one last thing for me, Paddy. Paddy, I'm sure there's tons of questions after this, but I'm going to add something to the stream here. And I don't think we've asked you any questions and 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 this um, item of clothing before. Short. Yes. Why do I? Why do I hate the blue stripe down the side of it? Now I don't. I don't hate like when I say hate it. I just looked at it and I went, oh, I don't know. Do I need to have a blue stripe down the side of my shorts? Why can't I just have white white togs? Talk to me. What do you make of them? Well, it's interesting you've picked the women's ones there, so you're obviously shopping for yourself. I have picked it, the women's <laughs> ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for, the, it's, it's for my hourglass figure. Yeah, a little yeah. bit snug around the buttocks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, do you know what? No, I was going to put up that one, but I'm glad I didn't. I didn't even realise it was the women's. <laughs> it was the women's ones that I had shown up, so uh, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I mean, again, there. I mean, I, I think normally you would. You're designing as an outfit, so as much as most fans will just buy the shirt, you'd think of it as an outfit. And for me, I would normally try and have the shirt, short socks feel like they flow together and and kind of marry up. It sound like I'm presenting changing rooms or sixty minute makeover here. But, yeah, in Dublin here, you know. So that <laughs> I, I would, I probably want to see some element of that 
showing up on the shirt, which I guess it kind of does with the, you know, the piping detail that's that's stitched into the sleeve. There's the little line through like there is on the short mm. there, but might it be why there's a, a block of blue of uh, sky blue um, on the lower hem of the of the actual home shirt? Let me just see if I can find a picture of it there. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see it? I it's, did see uh, it. Yeah, so yeah, so that. Once again, the women's just to keep it, keep it, yeah. So, yeah, like this, does stuff. that tie in to bring it down towards the side of the or am I overthinking it? Yeah, I mean, it it might do that. Could be what the what the designers have been thinking. I mean, you know, if you look over the top of the sleeve there, um, then it's obviously a fairly broad sky blue stripe that's got the claret line through it. We don't know the original design sketch could have been that under the arm there was going to be claret as well or white and the club have said no it's got to be like this so if if under that arm there was claret or white then that that suddenly over the shoulder does match what's going on on the shorts and as a designer you can put something together and then by the time everybody's had a had a say on it you know there have to be compromises made so it could be that that, that was the case you know the the blue stripe on the bottom kind of interesting in that it enables the shirt to be quite long if a fan is wearing it out like as in not tucked in yeah but it breaks it up a little bit and doesn't feel as long by having a different color but from a logistics point of view it could be that whoever they're buying the fabric from has said you've got to order 15,000 meters of sky blue and the only way that they can use up the 15,000 meters of it is to put a bit on the bottom of the shirt and a bit in the short Otherwise, they've got loads left over, which I doubt with the quantities of Villa shirts. But, you know, when you're designing for smaller teams, certainly that's the type of thing that you can come up with is if I want this contrast colour here, I've got to use it elsewhere to be able to make sure that I'm using all the fabric. Otherwise, the leftovers just getting burnt in the car park, depending <laughs> which brand you work for, obviously. Hidden Hitchman says here, and I didn't pick this up. The piping is in different places than the normal and the pro shirt. Let's let let's investigate. Let's investigate. I did, I didn't pick this up. So we've got the the home shirt is yeah. here. Okay, so if anybody's got got good mental um recall or total recall from there, where's the pro shirt, Gunter? Where's the pro shirt? Da, 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 da. There it is on the there top left. Yeah, it's just the very top one. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, it doesn't line yeah. up at all. Yeah, that's weird. Well, I mean, that... no, actually, the the I I'm not going to show up because it's it's in my it's in my WhatsApp and uh, I can see that the piping does line more up with the shoulder where the the blue meets the the, the claret there. I can see the piping does because this is a, a a pro shirt that I'm looking at because it's got yeah. the, the air holes in the side. So I think, as you said, render and that that's yeah. uh, exactly. So there could be a couple of reasons for it. It could be just because it's a render. And that was what they worked to, and then it changed in production. It could be the production technique itself that if the if the front part of the shirt and the sleeve is bonded, which is where effectively yes. you use a thin layer of film that acts as a glue, which can be used in in pro shirts, that it would then be really difficult to get that piping. It's so many layers of fabric that they've had to move it out of the way, and then when they've come to do, if we go back to the, can you go back to the replica? I can. Replica is here. Go on. Yeah, so quite possibly the simple answer is when they've made, or if you were to manufacture the replica shirt, that sleeve is going in as a circle 
effectively. You can stitch right the way around that, up the front panel, over the shoulder and back down. On the pro shirt, you can't because it's further down, so it's more expensive. Um, so it's, it could just be a budgetary thing of like, you know, we, it's too expensive. You've got to move that piping up here so that it's one one activity for the machinist and that it isn't, yeah, it doesn't mm. take longer to make because that costs more money. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you, what do you think of the Castor uh, range in general, the quality of the fabric and stuff? Because I, I was pleasantly surprised um with the stuff i got last year i know it was overly expensive uh, most of it i bought when it went on sale after christmas i have to admit but uh i, I was really surprised at the quality of the fabric yeah i mean I, I think as a as a brand when they first launched a few years ago when was it like 2017 or something i want to say um you know they they had a really small collection it was, you know, I I know the mills and the factories that it was made at, Italian fabrics, Portuguese factories, absolutely in, incredible. And I think they've they've tried to kind of keep to that. It's difficult when you're designing replica football shirts because obviously the, the price points are very different than if you're designing a jacket for somebody to go running in. Um I think they've yeah, they've they've been all right. There's there's better stuff in the marketplace. I think particularly if we look at pro shirts if you look at if you were to get a nike pro shirt and an adidas pro shirt i think you'd, you'd probably feel like there was there was more going on with those two um last season on the kit breakdown we reviewed uh the newcastle pro versus replica jerseys and c considering the price points and the price difference we definitely thought that the pro shirt represented better value for money than the than the replica did um i think you know for the most part they are a they're a good brand and they make good products but i think what's got them a bit of bad press within the football world is as a small company they've taken on a lot of work with a lot of different clubs different sports they're into cricket they're into formula one they're into mm -hmm. tennis um, which is difficult um and as a result of that, I think they've, you know, they've showed up with making a few mistakes where, you know, the, there was Rangers shirts going in the club shop up there that had got no cast or logo on or the logo was upside down. We had the same thing at Villa Park this season. There was people ordering replica shirts and getting pro ones at Rangers. There was people paying for a pro one and getting a replica one in the post. You know, they've had a lot of, 
problems with with manufacturing but in terms mm. of i've not heard much about it not lasting it falling apart it's shrinking some of the stuff that we've experienced in the past um i think the one thing i will say whilst i'm on that regardless of uh which manufacturer we've got when you're washing football shirts when you're washing your villa shirt never put fabric softener in the wash with it because that will if anything is going to make your logos peel off or your badges peel off if they're glued on it's going to be fabric softener and tumble dryers 30 degrees no fabric softener line dry it'll last you forever if you think i'm not putting that in a youtube short and plastering <laughs> it all over the internet behind a paywall you've another thing <laughs> yeah absolutely that's, that's well you may have hit the nail on the head because I, i'm one of what seems to be the lucky few that has never had anything peel off a, off a short. Me neither. And yeah. having said that, I, I do most of the washing, so I don't put in fabric softener either. You've never so you've never even picked up a bottle of Lenore in your life, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Lenore was his first girlfriend. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, that's ab absolutely, you know, so that, that's what will knacker your shirts of fabric softener. There you go. There be you that go. bit smellier than you normally would be. It's yeah, for the yeah. greater good of the kids. Exactly. <laughs> Douse yourself in Kuros or whatever you normally wear. <laughs> Look, we've we've nearly we've nearly got an hour out of this. We've had some brilliant, brilliant conversation, and uh, you know we got into areas that uh, you know we came out of the traps, I suppose, with regards to the badge, because I think a lot of people have questions about it, and you gave us some really good insight on the branding there. Apologies for my internet dropping once or twice during this. And um, I don't know why that happened. Um, but thank you so much, Rob, for your insight in this. It's really good. And and, and I hope when people, uh, you know, the reason we got you on, I suppose, was because everybody's going to view this shirt in a different way. Like, nobody's going to look at these this shirt through my eyes, and I'm not going to look at through any, anybody else's eyes. I personally, I like the shirt. Don't mind it. I bought it. It's on its way. I like the crest. I bought it. It's on its way. And that's absolutely fine. But I suppose it's the insight that you're able to give us about why is this in this position? Why did they go with this embroidered crest? Mm. Even the customs piece, why did they not really announce it? I feel more kind of, in, I feel like a more insight from it anyway. And I uh, hope everybody else listening does as well. So thank you so much. Pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I think if, uh, if anybody wants to learn more about what goes into it or even have a go at it themselves, then definitely get across to sparkdesignacademy.com. Uh, courses are a fixed price if you're in the UK. They're they're fifty quid. Gets you lifetime access to the course. There's video content. There's downloadables. There's behind the scenes that's gone into designing some of the most famous football kits in history. Um, so yeah, I'd encourage people to to go and have a look. And then I think my final line on on the Villa shirt and badge. I've talked a lot over the last hour, but it would be they're they're both nice. They're both fine. But for me, if you look at what we're doing on the pitch and the clear ambition that the owners have got. I want Aston Villa's jerseys and I want our crest to be ambitious. I want them to be pioneering and I want them to be unique because that's what we should be as a football club. That's what we were when we were founded. And right now, they're quite nice, but I wouldn't say they're ambitious, pioneering or unique, and that's what we should be aiming for. Excellent. Excellent. Paddy, have you anything to say before we finish up? No, I'll cover it. We won't hold this man too much longer. It's great to have you on, Rob. Honestly, it really is. We'll have to, um, the next time me and Neil are over together, we'll have to arrange to meet up for a point. Yeah, definitely. 100%. 100%. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, listen, thank you so much uh, for that, Rob. As Rob said there, if anybody is interested in having a go at this or learning more about uh, kit design, uh, the Spark Design Academy, did you say it was 50 quid for the, for the, for the course? 
50, yeah, 50 pounds. Uh, but if you're outside of uh, the UK, then it might be a bit less depending on, because that's including VAT. So depending well, where you are, it might turn out a little bit less than that even. So, yeah. The I reason I asked was because you you get two pro shirts, or you get a pro shirt, sorry, and uh, you'd still need to throw a bit more to it uh, yeah, exactly. for the price of a his and hers. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> trip to the to the Spark Design Academy. So, uh, yeah, as I say, that's, uh, that's superb value. And I suppose if anybody is interested in this, and like, you know, I'm going to say it's not just the young man's game. I would imagine the kit design business, although 95% of the concept designs on Twitter probably come from people aged 13 to 16. Uh, so, <laughs> so don't feel like you have to be of that age to be able to sign up for it. No, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We've had people who are plumbers, you know, been doing that for 20 years, whatever. And it's, you know, we talk about, we want to find the, the Ian Wright of the design world. Who's the, Who's the person that's gone under the radar, followed a different career path, but has actually got it in them? Because, you know, talent's talent, and, and that's it. And that's what we're trying to find on behalf of all these big brands around the world. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, as I say, everybody, get yourself to the Spark Design Academy, and um, you could be the next big thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, th thanks a million for that, Rob. I really, really appreciate your time. Um I'm glad it's one of these ones that I'm glad I didn't say it to you when I was messaging you. Listen, we'll only take 20 minutes because I feel really <laughs> bad now at 57 minutes into it. So I don't feel as bad now. But um, yeah, I hope we don't get you in too much trouble for taking it too long. But I do really appreciate your time. And Paddy, so I good. always appreciate your time. I always appreciate your thanks, Neil. Although you're 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 half off the clock anyway because you're off on holidays next week, so I can't feel too sorry for you. But uh, <laughs> for for everybody out there, I want to say thank you so much as well for uh, for watching the podcast today. Um, as I say, we've gotten a lot of things off our chest, and uh, we've gotten loads of insight from Rob as well. And I hope you've taken that away, and you can make your own decision on the shirt. We're not here to tell you it's nice or not. Not here to tell you it's bad. We're here just to discuss the as aspects about it, and let you make up your own mind. And uh, I hope we do that with every topic i suppose that we really talk about as well so i think i'm going to draw draw a line under this one tonight thanks again rob and thanks again paddy and to everybody out there thank you so much in the meantime we'll probably be i'll probably be back again tomorrow with, with, with another podcast i've got something uh, in my mind to do tomorrow but until then everybody stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa up the villa Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.